Hey Zombro fans, Rouse and Twice, I'm back here for another wonderful week of Zombro's action, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host once again, Johnny J25. What's going on, everybody? We're back after a one-week hiatus, and I guess a month. Oh, geez, I went blurry right you as did. I started it, speaking. It went Way to go, focused, right? <laughs> Way to go, autofocus. God damn it! No, um, really, I guess now been a one-month hiatus or three weeks, something like that. Yeah, since we've been live recently yeah. because um we had the tour and then the two mm -hmm. pre-recorded shows and then we took a week off just to get our lives in order because we had came home that friday and there was just a lot to catch up on after being gone for 12 days right and now we're here do you have autofocus mm -hmm. on on your camera is that a feature did you unplug it, it replug yeah. it and that caused autofocus to be checked or something Oh, maybe because I no, because I didn't I didn't unplug it. Um, oh. I ended up just closing disk. Basically, we had a, we had an issue in the show. My webcam wasn't coming up, and then I realized it was because OBS was stealing it. And now, for whatever reason, my autofocus is moving a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can go to the Logitech settings and figure yeah. that out. It's no worries, but we do have uh, one big announcement to cover before we get into the show. And uh, from this point forward, Quinn is no longer a co-host of the show due to some creative and personal differences. Quinn is looking to focus on his Battlefront channel and other business ventures, so we wish him all the best, and we wish him well on his future. But we want to get into the first topic at hand here, which is the Comic-Con tease that went out from Treyarch, and we also had a panel description that uh, got moved around. Another q and A. I mean, the last q and A was pretty uneventful. The last right? q and A. <laughs> last q and A was a q and A by technicality. It was like we've at, we've asked two questions. Now we can call it a Q and A. Boom! And Jason was just like, dodging that. <laughs> yeah, and the questions—they weren't good questions. No, no, they—they uh -huh. they were worded so poorly that you knew these were like uh, freshmen or like this was fresh off the boat people not knowing like the zombie community and how you have to be so specific and and wordy well, I mean, with your I mean, answers we've we've gotten good i guess if you can say have we said we've gotten good but like mm -hmm. we've we've seen enough people ask jason questions that like we've gotten we know how to we know how to talk to jason and get info out of him and then even then there's still stuff we can't get out of him mm -hmm. like i think i i may have had one of the most meaty interviews with him from zombie chronicles Mm -hmm. And like those questions were very like I can't ask this because that he will dodge that I like you have to you have to like you have to work with him and like duck and weave. Yeah, it's, it's not a, like weird language you speak with Jason Blundell where yeah. it's, it's like Jason speak. <laughs> yeah, because he's like I'm only gonna give you so much because I'm trying to drive a conversation a certain way. Like he's not gonna yeah. talk to you straight up like normal people do if. If people, if normal people if have a way ask, to talk, <laughs> you ask like because you'll ask him a question. You'll say, "Oh, Jason, who's the uh, the mystery man in Kino?" Mm -hmm. He won't straight up answer it. He'll just no. be like, "I don't know," or "I'm not going <laughs> to tell you." Like, well, great, that was a waste of a question. Exactly. You gotta you gotta either ease him into it or like find ways around it. But at the same time, there's just stuff you'll never get the answer to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to know though how they um, pick those people to do those questions. Like, did they just find two right? random people and said, "Hey, would you like to ask Jason Blundell a question?" And they're like, "Who's or that?" People <laughs> sign up. Yeah, that's. I'd be like, if somebody like if I wasn't a Zombies fan and somebody came up to me and said, or even if I was a casual fan, somebody said, "Would you like to ask Jason Blundell a question?" I'd be like, who? Maybe they said, "Would you like to ask a question for the Zombies panel?" Mm -hmm. But I would love to know how they found those people. For all we know, they could have been paid actors. Oh. Oh, they're pretty bad paid actors. <laughs> yeah, if they were paid actors, I wouldn't want them on my movie. No, definitely not. 
So it's uh, it's fascinating to see how this new Comic-Con panel is going to go. Uh, for a Charlie Intel article here that I will update in the description after the show, but I can link in the chat right now, describes what's supposedly going to go on. It's for day one on Comic-Con, so it's nice how it just over on the first day, get in, get out. It's going to be live on the Comic-Con website, and it's confirmed that there will be a Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, Force so this one panel. will be this yeah. one will be live. Yeah, okay, good. that's a big difference from last if year. If I'm not mistaken, the last one, or the last Treyarch one wasn't, right? No, it wasn't. It was all private. We had to do Twitter updates, and people were sneaking their camera shots yeah, in there. Yeah, Charlie Intel, I think, filmed the intro to the giant. Yeah, and everyone's like, And that was how we first found out about it. Yeah, and so I'm taken down everywhere, stuff. and people were finding it on these, like, secondary, like, what's, what is this? What's going on? Listen, people. Before Glitching Queen was was leaking trailers, we had Charlie Intel with the with the shirt button camera, like they're sneaking into North Korea. It's like one of those spies. Shit wasn't that you getting get. out of that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw Glitching Queen under the bus there. No, no, I know. All right. Um, Anyways, yes. Yeah, so it's at 1 p.m. Pacific time, so 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on July 19th. The description of the panel is Treyarch's Jason Blundell and Craig Houston will be part of a panel to talk about the history of zombies again and discuss Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The panel will include never-before-seen footage, exciting special announcements, and a Q&A. My guess is the never-before-seen footage is Blood of the Dead trailers and five trailers, most likely. Nah, just one of them. Just it's, one of them. it's probably one of them, but I could... Save, save, one, save one for Gamescom. Yes, that would be smart of them to do that. And then, obviously, they have the big reveal of the special edition. That's going to be like the two or $300 special edition. Get and... your checkbooks open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be good. I've heard some rumors about what it might be, and I just saw that in my Discord. I was like, oh, no, why? Why did you ruin that for me? So, I don't want to say it, because if it is, it's pretty cool, and I like the idea. I'm going to ask you to type it to me, because the surprise is not... Yeah, you you don't really care about it. Uh, It's cool. I don't know how I really feel about it, but... It would fit with what we were asking for, like, appliance-wise and stuff like uh, that. So it, I, I don't know how I, I feel know, about right? that. I don't know, but, um, like, it's cool. Like, idea. I'm not going to I'm not gonna put that on my on my nightstand. Yeah. Like, I have friends over, or people are they're like, what is, what is that? And you're going to be like, no, don't not, don't, worry don't, don't worry about it. I'm, um, I'm a freak of nature. The Juggernaut fridge works well because people who don't even know what Juggernaut is just kind of see it. Mm-hmm. But a monkey with a bomb strapped to it on my nightstand is highly... Oh, you oh, just, just ruined it. it. You just did terrible. I was I letting you go it. with the nightstand. I hope that's not ah. it. I really hope that's not it, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, okay. Well, I've already I've already teased it. The rumor, yeah. I guess, is yeah. monkey bomb alarm clock, which is kind of weird if that's just sitting on my nightstand. Right? When I actually... like I, Unrelated to zombies or anything, but I actually bought a, um, a an actual alarm clock not uh-huh. long ago. Right. And the idea behind that was... I always use my phone as my alarm, but when I sleep next to my phone, I end up staying until three in the morning browsing Reddit or some stupid shit. Right. So I'm going to buy an actual alarm clock to wake me up. Well, I've just stopped using the alarm clock. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's sitting there. It's sitting there on my, uh, my nightstand right now. Just blinking because at one point I unplugged it and then replugged it in and then never fixed the time. Oh no. I Um, feel that. Yeah. I think I've maybe used it like once or twice to actually wake me up, and then I always just turn it off immediately. Oh, so that geez. was a failure. So this this new Treyarch appliance could also potentially be a bust, but I'm sure it'll look cool. Okay, no, saying they were just memeing. Well, that's very good. 
That's very, very good. <laughs> uh, most of that good. isn't real. Good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Because, like, could you imagine, like, waking up to, like, the smashing cymbals and, like, zombie yeah. songs? It'd be like... Oh, I, I, I didn't even think about that. I thought oh. it would just be a speaker. Oh, no, no. It's like a real recreation of the monkey bomb. And it'd just be no, like... I, no, uh, I, I assumed that the monkey bomb would have its cymbals. Yeah. But he wouldn't be clapping them. There would just be a speaker. In oh, I see what you're bomb. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... The speaker could be the songs, kind of like the jug fridge on top of him smashing his stupid symbols together, uh, like some Toy Story 3 action there, just like, oh, God, please, no. Every morning, it mm-hmm. would just be the worst thing in the world. Do you know what song I used to use to uh, wake myself up in the morning? It's a zombie song. Which one? Because I went into this with the mindset that whatever song I play, I'm going to hate because it's waking me up. So by the end of it, I'm going it, to. it's got to be a song I already don't really like much, and it's got to get me up in the morning. This was high school. It didn't last long. You, um, like Beauty of Annihilation, maybe? No, no. See, I like that song, so I don't want to have like Beauty of Annihilation waking me up every morning. I don't, I don't know them. Tell me. Coming home, the one from Moon, where just it's just obnoxious. The oh. beginning of it. Oh, and in the beginning starts off with just hardcore screamo, and I'm just like, oh, this is this is the worst morning ever. Every morning, <laughs> getting up to this. Oh, uh, see, I. I use I don't use an I don't use an audible alarm I use a vibrating alarm. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That way it doesn't wake other people up. Ah, that's a good idea. That's the move. Who and is then it? you also don't like get tired of the song. Because I went to uh, the school, one of the schools that's like international for the deaf, and they would have alarms that were like that. But when they wouldn't hear it, like it would just be vibrating so badly. They'd have to turn it up so loud because they were heavy sleepers. And then, like, the entire apartment complex can just hear this giant vibration going off because they're not waking up. And it's just like, God damn it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway. But the only thing I'd say about this panel is that, like, the history of zombies again. Like, this is, like, the fifth time. I feel like what happens is that, um, like, they're like, oh shit, we're doing a panel. We need to talk about something. And somebody in the room's like, I don't fucking know. History of zombies? Like, all right, we'll run with that again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's their default template almost. Like, eh, just fill it. We don't actually want to tell them what it is. So we'll just lie something to them. Oh, fuck, history of zombies. Yeah. I don't know. I could it's... see the systems being revealed too, by the way. The new vape system he talked about at E3. So we oh, might see yeah. footage and gameplay, or maybe not gameplay. I'd like to see some, but they, they might showcase the mechanics at Comic Con or maybe. That's probably gonna be later. Actually, it's still got to be later where they're showing things off, like when the game is releases. This, is this the last? Are, are these the last two events, Comic Con and Gamescom? I think there's a an, at least one or two more besides that. That's what I was. I because uh, I feel like I remember them saying five. Right. But like right. what those five are. Maybe they just like will have their own event, like a live stream from their studio. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember last year they would do like the Black Ops Three Fridays. Yeah. Or not last year, three years ago. I wonder yeah, yeah, if something yeah. like that would come back. I hope they do. And I, I liked how Sledgehammer was doing their weekly updates, but it should be live streams. That's something I mm-hmm. feel Treyarch is in dire need of from the community role. And they have that new community manager, the PC dev guy on the Treyarch PC Twitter handle. Like, we should see him and John Rathcats every Friday reaching out to the community because, you know, it's their job. So bring the communications, open the floodgates so there is no more of this evil Treyarch and Activision thing that goes on and like when people complain like how come Fortnite can do this and you can't they go this is why to the best of their ability right within their legal uh, 
leeway that they have to say we can't do this because of x y and z i think that'd go a long way in making the community really love treyarch more and understand why the moves are being made that are because there's so much hate that surrounds call of duty it's 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 exhausting i'm right now really just waiting on more mountain dew and doritos codes i need more excuses to buy them yeah yeah actually no like i, I don't even eat doritos so i would just buy them and give them away <laughs> <laughs> I would drink the Mountain Dew, but not really my soda of preference. Right, right. Oof. So that's the Comic-Con stuff. Do you think anything big is going to come out of that, though, besides what we've already discussed? Do you think there's going to be any curveball surprises? Mm. No, because those questions, I feel like, are moderated enough that we won't get anything good out of them. That's true. Um, Ooh, who do you think the moderator is going to be? Last year was Syndicate. Do you think it'll be him Was again? it actually? Was yeah. it? I, I didn't know it was Syndicate. Yep. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe just the, let John Rafcats do it. You know, they're yeah. Guy. I feel like I feel like it'll. I feel like it'll just be some Comic Con employee. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to Comic Con in the history of Zombie Panel. Jason and Craig just take the microphone. Yeah, we're not talking about that at all. We already did that. Uh, uh, oh, history <laughs> of zombies? No, we're actually here to talk about Fortnite. <laughs> you got duped. You got Comic Con panel clickbait. No! Oh my God! Oh no! What did developers start clickbaiting panels? Oh geez! The That's new what this hole. is, though, because Lord knows they're not talking about the history of zombies. Did they even talk about the history of zombies much in the last panel? Well, they did a bit. Well, I guess they, they did, did a, bit. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they did. Well, they already Fair did amount. it, so they can't do it a second time. This is total clickbait, oh and God. it's an absolute sham from Treyarch, and they should be ashamed. <laughs> oh, what do they take us for, sheeple? <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! Yeah. Wake up, people. They're not actually telling you the history of zombies. No, no. Because they already did it like ten times. That is very true. So mm. it's it's going to be a, an interesting one. I, I just I, There's only so much, because you want unrevealed there to be actual twists and turns. I mean, did you hear the rumor that the entire storyline was leaked already for Call of Duty Black Ops 4? Yeah. Um, How? I ended right? Up, I ended up reading a tiny bit of it. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to stop. No, <laughs> it's, it sounded idea. that legit. Um, it didn't, though. Oh, At least good. it didn't It didn't fit with... I didn't also read enough of it. I also don't remember enough of it. But okay. it didn't fit with any of my working theories. Not that my theories are right. end-all, be-all. Right, right, right. But I, I, I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, eh. But then I also thought to myself, well, how the hell could it have even gotten leaked, you know? Right. Like, we knew a lot of the Black Ops 3 zombie storyline because um, we didn't know it, but it was out there. Because um, right before Black Ops 3 came out, the, what was it, the beta had the, like, all the audio to the cutscenes. So the Easter egg ending cutscene right. was there the nightmares ending cutscene which at the time we thought was more important to the story turned out to not be very important at all right um all that was in there so that makes sense how you get that kind of information but the Here, i don't know somebody like, just leaked it out of the blue like how it didn't really have a good source no and i, I don't yeah, know like we we're how how could you like unless it's a triarch insider <laughs> i'm glad i actually forgot a lot of it good good yeah. like just in case it's true i feel like there, there was a reason to give it some legitimacy really i can't remember why yeah Ooh. there was a reason to give it some legitimacy mm. i think it was maybe that this person had leaked stuff before and they were pretty but i also can't i can't remember if i'm mixing up leaks 
from other right. mediums. Like, I can't tell if I'm mixing up MLS leaks with zombie leaks right now. <laughs> so, I don't know. Somebody, somebody in the chat tell me whether or not this leaker had any bit of legitimacy, if you know what I'm talking about. But I also think the person messed up the number of multiplayer maps, which is a really easy mistake to not make. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Interesting. All right. Well, I think that's about everything we're going to get out of Comic-Con. Uh, do you want to talk about the Tortured Path now? I would love to. All right. Well, I know, John, you've been a bit busy with the Tortured Path, and I know many people are awaiting my storyline video, the people that still actually like it, storyline video talking about the Tortured Path and, like, a review of it. So I do plan to do a very detailed, scripted, very nice video about that. But in the meantime, you can get this, like, a fun podcast version of it. And the Tortured Path is just so... It's such a mixed bag of, of feelings and emotions to me at this point. Like, I got to start it so you can try and understand my perspective coming into this. It's just like, I feel guilty for liking a game. It's really, really strange that we experience this, like, uh, as a creator, everyone, I had this weird external pressure to hate World War II zombies no matter what, no matter what I'm enjoying with this game. And I actually found myself playing through zombies and doing the daily orders and enjoying this game mode anyway just in my spare time because all of a sudden zombies was fun again to me with these survival maps that i unlocked through the easter egg we'll, we'll get into some of those things in a moment but i had a genuinely fun gameplay experience uh, the characters are talking now the the stupid grunting characters actually get mapped and built some of the storyline but that's where the, the balance comes in with this is that the storyline which was one of the strongest suits for me fell flat and that was really really frustrating that it went from this very strong logical narrative to now things are going off the rail but there was like it was building up in a typical thing where you have that rising action up to a climax and then the falling resolution it's like we didn't the rising action just plateaued again instead of getting to this big oh dlc4 what's gonna be the 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 climax the whole map is going to be this big payoff and instead we got like character development like this is stuff if it was a weekly series it would have been great to see them joking around and the characters and all this but we have so it was much like the character development should have been in like dlc 2 yes i mean we we, we we started to see glimpses of it in dlc 1 right and then dlc 2 should have been when they like hammered it in i don't know i always had an issue with this map to begin with even though i've yet to actually play it <laughs> why John? because well, the description of the map made it sound like it was, like, the finale. And they even had, like, three extra maps to go with it. Well, not really three extra maps, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then and then, so they, they complete the sword. I don't know. To me, I feel like the sword just should have been completed in this big finale. Right. And it's strange. Like, the sword is actually phenomenal. Like, I started using it in the survival map and if you actually use the sweep and it actually shoots out that lightning and there's a zip and a big wave goes out and kills everybody pretty cool very effective at murdering zombies at least uh the whistlers are a little diff more difficult having to stab them all and all that but what hurt more with the sword like it was very exciting to get it but then the storyline implications that followed it was just like what are we doing like mm -hmm. It's frustrating because it's like we're building up Don't Assemble the Sword. Oh, no, Barbarossa's going to get you. You have Marie saying we can't leave this place, and you have Klaus showing up, and he's like, and you hear his whispers around the rooms and everything saying, like, you should have come here. You didn't listen to me. Doomed. Run away as soon as you can. And then nothing pays off. We get the outro trailer, and everyone's like, we got the sword, baby. And then we see some sparks the of Icecraft. 
That's and the outro it. trailer was such a snore. Right? Not that... <sighs> I mean, think about just comparatively the last two, where it's like a, a chase scene getting away from the uh, being overrun at Berlin, and you have a bit of the sword. That's pretty exciting. You have literally the Darkest Shore exploding, the whole island going to shit. Yeah. You have the blimp exploding, and then Marie oh, crying. It's, it's, been like, a, it's been a complete just... Just... just like, not even a plateau, just a downward spiral. Where it was like... Well, the, the the final Reich's ending was it was okay, um, it was good enough. I liked the Darkest Shores ending, mm-hmm. and then the Shadow Thrones ending was just kind of trash, and then this ending was trash too. Mm. It's like nothing's happening. They're just getting away. There is, they're essentially even though they're longer, yeah. they're essentially as bad as the IW cutscenes, which was literally just Ooh. them teleporting Ooh. and then they're teleporting. But that's yeah. what it feels like. At least the idea, IW ending cutscenes, we could speculate about where we're going. Mm-hmm. That should be the goal of an ending cutscene. Give them something cool, a bit of eye candy, and right. then give them a tease. Right. Get, Trader, get us to play the next one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You don't look at that map and say, oh, I've got an idea of where they're going next. No. That's why, that's why they did a good job with The Darkest Shore. It was 